Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me on the show again today. Now this is a show that might never have been. I was tempted to give this one a miss if I'm completely honest with you and uh, that might become clear once you've listened right the way through to the end. However, I see some value in sharing this rather more personal musings episode and that's why I decided to go ahead I hope that you get some benefit from it. So uh, let's crack on with the show and property chatter. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with property chatter. To become successful, we have to grow, develop and change. Uh, I think we all know and accept that, don't we? However, in order to do that, we also need to get rid of the excess baggage, leave some things and even people behind and learn to let go as well. Now these can be things like bad habits and rituals, like getting up late such that you don't start the day properly with a supportive routine, including a proper breakfast, poor exercising and eating habits that reduce physical and mental performance, or failing to enjoy the ride as much as the destination. It could be bad environments and surroundings like the local pub or social group where gossip, cynicism or sarcasm dominate the conversation. Bad activities and pastimes such as spending two or three hours a day watching TV, playing video games or fiction reading at night time. Could be any time by the way, it doesn't have to be night time. Could be bad financial management practices like setting aside or not setting aside money for a rainy day, failing to track spending or even paying compound interest instead of earning it. It could be bad decisions and judgment such as jumping into things too quickly failing to do some background checks on people or properties, say, or, f- or following the herd all the time. Bad attitudes, thoughts and beliefs, such as being negative, judgmental and critical, or believing money is only a force of evil, or being so stifled by procrastination that we cannot move forward. And finally, of course, bad people, such as those that encourage us to do any of the above things, Uh, bring a bad energy or vibe into our life or are just a source of problems and challenge rather than solutions and support. And there's one common thread that runs through all of these bad things. Fear. Fear can hold us back from making the changes we know we really need to make. And with regard to people, we may fear rejection from people we care about or even love. We may fear falling outside of the crowd. Or we may fear being judged or ridiculed by people that play a significant part in our lives. It's also a fair point uh, to point out, perhaps surprisingly, that there are many positives that will arise if we are brave enough to shed the excess baggage and let go of what or who are bad or negative influences on us. In order to illustrate the point, I will share with you some personal experiences of my own. To be honest, in some increasing degree of difficulty, these are um, experience number one, if you like. Many of my favorite TV programs, it's going to start easy, (laughs) it gets gets harder. Experience number two, my corporate career 
And experience number three, some people close to me, including family members. So you can perhaps guess which is the most difficult one. But starting with TV, um, what I used to do was watch uh, quite a lot of TV um, that consisted of uh, live football matches during the week, um, the Suck You In series like X Factor, Strictly, The Voice, lots of comedy like Have I Got News For You, Not Going Out, or the uh, the trio of TV gold, if you like, of The Vicar of Dibley, Faulty Towers, and uh, Only, Fool and Horse, Only Fools and Horses, and some other entertainment shows like Top Gear, Jules Holland, and Jonathan Ross. I'm sure there's a few more. But if I were to add up this little lot per week, it would probably mean that I was spending something like 14 to 21 hours per week watching TV. Now, 21 hours, of course, is the equivalent of around about three working days or three decent nights sleep or a part-time degree course. (laughs) And it's also perhaps one of the easiest things I will share with you uh, in terms of letting go. Now I spend a lot of time either reading, studying, in outdoor pursuits and experiences, or with my family in conversation instead. I I was distracted and entertained for sure, but that diet of TV, sport, humour, music and entertainment. However, now that I have rid myself of that, or much of that at least, I have more time available to do more positive and uplifting things instead. I have quality time with my family. My experiences are more memorable. And my conversation is richer than, did you see Jonathan Ross snogging that actress on TV last night? (laughs) This is one of the easier wins and and not such a heavy one to let go of, I have to say. Before I move off topic, though, I do still watch TV, including some trashier TV. It's just I'm more selective in when I do it. And it's it's just literally for a little bit of downtime, perhaps at weekends. So it's not a complete starvation diet of TV, but I have cut down quite radically and it's allowed me to do some of the things as a result. So next up, of course, is the corporate career. Now, until fairly recently, I used to be able to say that I worked for a multinational company with a a six-figure salary and benefits package, along with overseas travel opportunities and career advancement prospects. Sounds very impressive, doesn't it? For the dinner party conversation or whatever. But I was also at risk of redundancy or other job insecurities outside of my direct control. I had to contend with mind-numbingly poor strategy or policy decisions and sadly I encountered people in positions of power that, you know, could, couldn't help themselves but to practice workplace bullying. You could say that I was a wage slave, a highly paid one but a slave all the same. A few years ago, my employer at the time announced that uh, all of the sales and business development teams of, uh, of that particular business were to be placed at risk of redundancy every single one of us, and there's quite a few. That point in time, I had been considering my options for for a while. I'd built up a a modest property portfolio on the side of my day job, and whilst it was doing well, it, it was at the stage where it was not generating enough income to replace my salary in full. I knew that one day this would happen, and it was also my goal to lead a more free lifestyle anyway, away from the big corporates. So, you know, basically I just asked what the redundancy package was, uh, I was told that I shouldn't worry and that uh, I was personally not at risk in any way and that there was a job there with my name on it if I wanted it. However, I persisted, much to everyone's surprise, uh, with following the redundancy route. Now, because I opted to take the package and leave, I didn't get any favours apart from the basic deal on the table. However, with some of the tax breaks and uh, coupled with some adjustments in my lifestyle and spending, 
I had enough money as a burn rate, as I call it, to survive six to nine months with no other income source. Obviously, adding in my property income, I, I could top that up a bit further. But uh, I'd made a calculated decision to leave then, rather than play the game and stick around in the new role that was on, was offered to me, uh, but really did nothing for me for a couple of years before hoping to be in a better position to do so later. Now, at the end of my first year of leaving, after leaving rather, I was able to look back and appreciate that I had earned enough money to fully replace my fully, uh, my, sorry, my previous salary. I did this through a core employment role in uh, it's a part-time role in a small business that allowed me plenty of flexibility, uh, time and freedom to other, do other things. I had my existing portfolio rental income, of course, which I added to throughout the year. Plus, I, I flipped a couple of properties to plug the gap. Most of all, though, I was free. I was independent and I was doing what I really love to do nearly every day of my life. I could no longer say that I was working for such and such a respected international business. And if people did ask me what I did for a living, they were quite puzzled with my response of, well, I have a portfolio career. Um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, if you prefer. <laughs> I didn't have my elevator pitch nailed down particularly well at the early stages, I can tell you. However, now I wake up early, more out of choice than necessity. I can honestly say that I love what I do every day and I do not consider it to be work at all. And most of all, I can be anywhere doing it as well. It's a, it's a kind of a Tim Ferriss uh, lifestyle, if you like, a location independent lifestyle. <laughs> So that was the corporate career. So there's um, a lot of upsides to the potential of downside, you know, in inverted commas, redundancy, losing employment. But as we get a little bit more, you know, deeper into the conversation, obviously it gets a little bit more personal. And so my last topic to share is, or last area to share is some people close to me. So I guess if we drew out a list to represent people with whom we have a relationship with, it might look something like this in terms of uh, descending order. So you might start with your partner or significant other. Second, you might have your own nuclear family. So if you're a partner and you've got children, that would be so. It could include your parents, brothers, sisters and your wider family next. Then you'd start to look at your close friends, your general friends before work colleagues and general acquaintances maybe. So if you like a list of about six different categories, and I guess over time, I've had to let go of people within each of these categories. And it's a difficult uh, thing to share and, uh, and op open up with in some cases, as I'm sure you may appreciate. In fact, I, w I was, as I mentioned, pondering on not having a podcast show uh, this week at all. In fact, as the only thing that was in my head to share this week was this topic of letting go. And I thought it might be too painful. However, I decided to record the show and share some of my personal experiences so that you can see how uh, a good can come from a bad and that there is support as well as challenge in everything. In terms of the top three of my general family, my nuclear family and my partner, I've had to let go there too. Now, some of these are through loss and the grief that causes such as grandparents and some older aunts, for example. However, closer to home, I've had to let go of a sister, a daughter and a wife. In some cases they, they may not be gone forever, in fact I hope that may be the case with my sister and, my, and the daughter, and my daughter rather, as you could well imagine. However in each and every case I've had to let go in one way or another. So I'll start with my ex-wife. 18 years together and two children meant that this was a pretty embedded and important relationship in my life. And like many marriages it had its ups and downs, 
Many things that were wrong were wrong because of me too, I hasten to add. However, what brought it to an end was a horrible and destructive addiction to alcohol. My wife had become an alcoholic. I will, however, spare you and indeed her from the details. Suffice to say that when I went to see a doctor myself one day, a few years in, he shocked me by saying that I too had become depressed and uh, he was prescribing me with antidepressants and, and indeed a therapist. I knew then I was in some kind of tr serious trouble and my children were still quite young and, and they were dependent and they needed at least one parent to be capable of caring for them so I decided it should be me. To cut to the end of the story, I never did cash in that prescription nor did I uh, get further than a telephone call with a therapist and uh, when I went to see the doctor three weeks after that initial visit I told him that I knew what the cause of my depression was and how I was going to fix it. I decided to leave and get a divorce. He was amazed, not because of my decision as such, but you know that I was able to take full control of my situation and act positively and decisively. <laughs> he actually wanted to bottle what I told him and, and prescribe it to other patients. Not so that they could all get divorced, you understand. It was all about taking personal responsibility, decisive action and ending harmful relationships. Now, if I fast forward a few years, I've remarried and I can honestly say that I am happy and content. There was a lot of water that needed to pass under the bridge following the divorce, of course, but uh, I made it through to the other side. I had to let go of someone that I loved to save myself, however. As tough a decision as that was, it was a decision that possibly also saved mine, my ex-wife's, or indeed my children's lives, quite literally. As for my sister, I changed and she changed is basically the cause of the conflict. However, the conflict seems to be born out of jealousy, false expectation and harsh judgment if I'm totally honest with you. In truth, I don't fully understand what has happened and despite trying to talk and understand, there seems to be a void there somewhere. However, here's the point. I could sit and ponder, reflect on the what and the why and try to move heaven and earth to fix things here. Or alternatively, I can choose to accept them as they are instead. Of course I tried, but at some stage you really do have to put yourself first. You cannot change the other person or the situation if they don't want to. However, what you can change is your own attitude and approach. I have therefore decided to accept um, that there is a winter season between myself and my sister and to move forward instead. The spring may come one day but for now the winter is here for sure. The positive side to this though is that I've also given up the worry and anxiety which can be all-consuming and debilitating. The silence also means no drama. Uh, it's no more and I've accepted the situation as it is and that's created an inner peace at least. I hope this story has not ended, but even if it has, I, I found a way to let it go and let it be, such that no, it no longer pulls me down mentally or emotionally anymore. My thoughts and energies have therefore been released as a result. Now finally, my daughter. I have three daughters, two through my first marriage and one through my second. My eldest daughter was recently diagnosed with a mental health condition. Before that, I knew all was not well for several years, but frustratingly there was no diagnosis to work with. Um, as an aside, if you have ever had any dealings with child mental health, then this is something that really needs to change, because as the, the delayed diagnosis also delays treatment and as a result destroys lives. But back to the story. However, and uh, once again to protect those involved, I'll keep the information to a minimum. My daughter lived with me for a time and then she left to live with her mother. 
As I say, I'll spare the details. However, as a result, she did not speak to me for a year and a half. After a, a fairly brief reconciliation, we find ourselves in a similar position once again now for another six months, uh, well, so far six months of silent treatment. It hurts like hell, I can tell you. However, with many a sleepless night, unanswered message, call, text, letter, and you know, so on, there's a limit in what you can do when the other person does not want to. So I decided once again to accept the situation as it is and let it go. I'll never give up on my daughter, but I have to let her go for now. The acceptance of the situation is once again liberating. I can live my life again without the constant focus on my daughter and how she is, not only towards me, but also with regard to her condition, of course. I actually have no choice, and uh, so no control, and uh, so my decision is to let it go, at least for now. It's the only one I have left that will spare my own hurt and sanity, really. However, the upside, you might be surprised to think there is one, but the upside is that I can function, I can give attention to my other loved ones, and I can be ready and in good shape if and when my daughter comes back and wants to reconcile again. I am free from the worry, the hurt, and constant attempts to push on a closed door too. My energies are free to be channeled elsewhere now. Now then, in conclusion, I realise that I've shared some very personal events and situations here. I was, for obvious reasons, tempted not to do so. However, there's some, some aspects of what I shared that I believe can help other people too. There's some obvious points, like uh, understanding that you cannot control other people and some situations. Equally, we have choices to make and decisions to take if we are to assume personal responsibility for our lives. By letting go, we are then free to move forward. We are open to change and we have more energy and focus for the things that remain in our lives instead. Is this relevant to property investing? I say yes it is. It's definitely relevant to life and property investing is only a part of our lives after all. However, if we are to grow and succeed, we also have to get some new things and to give up or let go of some things too. Some of those things can also be people. Even when we give up something, invariably we get something back as well. And even if we can't see it immediately or would rather choose not to have it, that's true. It's the case. However, we will face change, fear, loss and pain throughout our lives anyway, whether we choose to or not. It's as much a part of life as happiness, joy and fulfilment, or at least I hope it is. And the key point here is our attitude, choices, decisions and actions. We can only control these. We cannot control other people's. We can also not grow. Sorry. We can also not grow if we're kept in a box and we need to be able to climb out of it if we want something new and better in our lives. Now, I know I've gone on a little bit longer than I perhaps expected to, and uh, it's perhaps a little bit of a personal share this week, but it has, as I say, been on my mind, uh, not only for now, but for a little while now, for reasons you can probably guess. Um, so apologies if you think it's a little bit too personal or a little bit too far removed from pure property as such. But, you know, I think um, we're, we're whole people, aren't we? And we all face life's uh, experiences. Um, you know, we have to confront things we, we, we need to, or we don't, we don't want to. And sometimes we have to choose to let things go as well that, uh, perhaps, uh, are a burden to us otherwise. 
So, um, you know, apologies as I mentioned, but I am planning some more specific property content for you very soon. I can promise you that. So uh, please tune in again. As always, please email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. You can post into the Property Voice Facebook group or check out the show notes at uh, thepropertyvoice.net. In the meanwhile, thank you very much for listening again this week and until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.